everyone, and welcome to session two of our podcast looking at ways of listed companies facing economic headwinds to refinance. Let me introduce you to the ECM Simmons team. So we've got Jamie Corner, who's a partner, James Spencer, who's a managing associate, and myself, Caroline Chambers, and I'm the senior professional development lawyer. In this session, we're going to look at equity placings, how they work from a technical perspective, and how they work practically, including from a timing perspective. So, Jamie, let's kick off by explaining to the audience what a placing is. Yeah, hi, Caroline, and uh, very happy to. So, I mean, in simple terms, a placing is an issue of shares uh, to uh, investors. It, it can be done on a non-preemptive basis, which means that you don't have to just offer your shares to existing shareholders, but you can offer them to new investors. Um, but there are certain parameters around that offer. Uh, typically, a, a company will have to rely on existing shareholder authorities, so is limited by the uh, resolutions that's passed at its annual general meeting in relation to allotment of shares and the disapplication of preemption rights. And these are tied typically to UK investor guidelines. Um, a place is typically called an undocumented offering because there's no prospectus required. It, the, 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 the offer is done off the back of an announcement and therefore the source of public disclosure that's required takes a lot less time to put together. And importantly, you don't need to put it through the FCA for approval. So once a company has decided to do a placing, it can do it within two or three weeks, uh, really. It doesn't take very long at all to put the documentation together and get the marketing ready to go. Um, the placing is then typically kicked off with a private market sounding of kind of key potential investors. Uh, and then the, the placing is publicly launched. At that point in time, the banks will do a book build exercise. So they'll go and seek orders from investors. This will take around two to four hours. Uh, and then after that, the, the price will be set and the size of the deal will be set. And um, the deal's done, basically. Uh, so then the company has the money two or three days later and the shares are issued. So all in all, it's a very quick and easy uh, way for a company to raise capital. Um, you'll have seen that during the COVID um, pandemic, a number of companies used this tool uh, to solve short-term liquidity issues caused by the lockdown and um, a lack of people, particularly in the consumer sector, uh, people spending money. Um, so it is obviously an important tool when you're looking at balance sheet repair, um, but obviously we're going to come on to some of the the... the, the, the the limitations of the of the tool. Um, but I think that's what a place is. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. That's very helpful. Um, James, in the first podcast, you referred to some recent changes, particularly to the institutional guidelines that we just touched upon. Um, could you just explain about those a bit further to the audience? Yeah, sure. Hello, everyone. So the majority of main market listed companies in the UK, and indeed many on AIM as well, follow the guidance for seeking shareholder authority for disapplication of preemption rights which are issued by the preemption group or otherwise known as PEG. That was a formerly somewhat shadowy investor body representing the interests of UK investors albeit has somewhat come into the cold come out of the cold recently. Historically the PEG guidance has been that companies can seek shareholder authority to issue up to 5% of their issued share capital non-preemptively for any purpose and up to an additional 5% in connection with an acquisition or specified capital investment. If companies wanted to issue more than that, they would need to look at alternative structures such as a cash box placing or preemptive offer, which we'll discuss in future episodes. 
Following the recommendations of the Secondary Capital Raising Review, published last summer, in November 2022, PEG updated its statement of principles to now permit listed companies to issue up to 10% of their issued share capital non-preemptively for any purpose and up to an additional 10% in connection with an acquisition or specified capital investment. So we've gone from 5 plus 5 to 10 plus 10. In addition, one of the key thrusts of reform in the UK capital market landscape is to encourage further retail participation. In that light, the PEG guidance also permits up to a further 2% of issued share capital on each of those limbs to be issued in connection with a follow-on retail offer, assuming certain prescribed criteria are followed. So that takes you up to a maximum disapplication authority of 24% for an acquisition or specified capital investment. In theory, therefore, these changes should enable companies to raise larger sums of money than before in a placing, although note still only up to 12% for balance sheet repair. But we are waiting for market practice to develop to see how much they are actually used in reality. Evidence so far as we sit here in late January is only a relatively small proportion of listed companies that have published their AGM notices to date, approximately a quarter, have been seeking the extended authorities. But that's certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on as we move into the busier AGM season over the coming months. Thanks, James. That's very helpful indeed, very clear. Are there any other institutional guidelines or regulatory restrictions that listeners need to be aware of? Yes, yeah, so thinking about pricing, first of all, um, the listing rule provision is that a placing must not be undertaken at more than a 10% discount to the prevailing share price at launch, unless shareholder approval is obtained, which in the context of a placing is not really practicable. However, institutional investor guidance goes even further than that, the view of the Investor Protection Committees is that generally placings should not be undertaken at a discount of more than 5% to the prevailing share price. It's also worth noting that the amount of money that can be raised by a placing is limited by the legal requirement for a prospectus to be published in certain circumstances. In particular, if there is an application for admission of shares to trading on a regulated market, such as the main market of the London Stock Exchange, of 20% or more of securities already admitted to trading, although note that that doesn't apply to AIM. So, thinking about the new shareholder authorities in the round, even though with a follow-on retail offer you could go up to 24% for an acquisition or specified capital investment, in practice, until that prospectus threshold is lifted, which is likely in the medium term, companies will still be stuck at a maximum of 19.9% of issued share capital for placings. Yeah, thanks, Tim. So, I mean, the key points are really, this is a quick-to-market um, offering, so you can raise, you can get an injection of cash very quickly, um, but there are limitations to it. You can only raise up to a certain amount of money, and if you want to raise or need to raise more, you know, you're going to have to look at more complex structures like rights issues and open offers that we're going to come on to. But look, we're very happy to talk to people uh, who are thinking about doing a placing or indeed uh, advisors on some of these new guidelines that are quite complicated and as James valiantly explained but uh, you know the, the devil is in the detail and we're very happy to talk to you more about it equally if you're an issuer and you're thinking about your general meeting notice, uh, general meeting notices you know it is worth just thinking about whether you want to get those increased authorities and, and, and how to put them in place so very happy to chat um, but uh, pass on to Caroline I think thanks very much that was a very clear explanation of some quite tricky issues I think that's it from the ECM team at Simmons for the moment because the next session is from our banking 
and financial restructuring colleagues, and they'll be looking at bank debt, meeting covenants, and possible insolvency concerns. So we hope you'll dial into that podcast as well. Thank you.